welcome to episode 94 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Eric Nash. Oh. Hey, glad to be <laughs> The almost oh, yeah. famous minute. Yeah. And it feels like Weezer. Sorry about that. I, I uh, need to take a quick breath and you jumped in there, but that's great. That still works. Are you? No problem. So welcome, Eric. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, thank you. It's been a lot of fun so yeah. far. Well, Can't we wait still, to... We still got two two more two more days to, 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 to record yeah. together. So we're, we're good. We're good. Right. So episode ninety four begins with Hiltz continuing his. How do you call it? Uh, he's basically sh- strutting to the cooler. <laughs> he's not even walking. He's strutting along the way and goes yeah. all the way till we get to see mm-hmm. Willie looking for Danny in the tunnel. As uh, discussed yesterday, Hiltz. Got a first-class trip back to the Stalag Luft Three, and he quickly got frisked. And then uh, he now is being sent to the cooler. And as he's going, he's walking by everyone. And as as I mentioned yesterday, most people would call this a, a, a walk of shame, but he is doing it. He is very proud of the fact that he is on his way back to the cooler. He's done his job yeah. to try to get there. Yeah, and I almost mentioned it last minute, but um, you know, you know, and we get, certainly get to see it by halfway through. I mean, he just you know, he hardly spends any time you know thinking. It seems like, but he gets into tossing his ball, bouncing his ball. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a similar again back to Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, you know, like the I, easiest I, I, time he's ever done, possibly, because he's so, he's so satisfied that he he, got, he has this information in his head now. I guess you know he's gonna he's gonna divulge it <laughs> soon. You know, however however the normal length of time that he would be in here for, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, I mean yeah. at at the beginning they sent him for 20 days. Yeah, but there, there's there's a debate whether he was let out early or not because there was only 15 marks on the wall. So it's a question of whether he was let out or not. Don't know. I, I think when it comes to Hiltz, I think every time, all the time he does is easy time. You know, he he doesn't need yeah. to be listening to to music, to, yeah. to you know to opera music in order for him to have easy time. I think he always has easy time, whether he has his ball with him or not, because you know in the first time that he was sent in, he has his yeah. his mitten ball with him. The second time he didn't, wow. and he still came out. I mean, I was cracked, but he didn't. And now this is the third time that he's going in, and you know as he's walking by. He gets his mitten ball thrown to him by Goff. Goff is basically his caddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to escape. I can't take my mitten ball with me. But if yeah. I happen to come back, make sure you throw it to me as a, right before I get into the cooler. Now, what, what I love is when we get to see a shot of Strachwitz as he's walking behind Hiltz, you can once again see that he always has this, this book tucked into his jacket. It's the, the, you know, his, I think someone, someone called it at some point his yearbook, because it's the book that has the dossiers of all the different prisoners. It just looks so uncomfortable, you know, walking around with that in your, in your jacket, you know, stuffed in there between two, uh, two buttons. Mm -hmm. Not really sure how, I'm surprised it never falls out. (laughs) That, that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, it's, yeah, you have to. If the book, for some reason, had been just a little bit bigger, would he have had to, you know, uh, adjust the buttons? <laughs> Maybe. You know? yeah. Shaftis' wife every night is changing the buttons. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or, or, sorry, 
Maybe he does it himself. <laughs> he's, he's an efficient German who knows how to do his own sewing of buttons. <laughs> right, so then, you know, and Goff throws him very nonchalantly, his glove and mitt. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he must have been alerted that, that Hiltz is back. You know, like we discussed yesterday about the fact yeah. that how did, how did uh, you know, the trio of, of, of the top Brits know that Hiltz is there. But this is even more baffling that someone yeah. actually told Goff and he had time to run in to the barracks or to the to get Hiltz's bag or whatever it is in order to pull out the ball and, and mitt. Or maybe he was actually just playing in the in, in the courtyard. He was playing with it and he's like, Oh crap, Hiltz is back. I gotta give it back to him. I don't know. It's a it's a hand me down. You never know. So Hiltz starts walking towards the the, the gate right before the cooler. And then he looks back, acknowledging Goff, who has given him, thrown, thrown him his activity for the next two, three weeks or whatever he needs. Someone actually mentioned at one point that, that the ball would probably stop bouncing after a certain amount of time if you're bouncing it so hard against concrete, you know, for weeks at an end. Oh. Huh. I, I don't know enough about the physics of, of baseballs to be able to tell you whether, it, you know, whether that would work or not. I don't know. Wow. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I certainly have never uh, seen any indication. Uh, I mean, I've, I've watched some of those. How does how does this get made? <laughs> kind of TV shows, whatever, whatever, whatever those are called. Quite a while ago, used to watch that kind of thing sometimes. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know I've seen the production of of, of a baseball essentially, but right. uh, but that that was probably more standard, usual, you know, more recent, and what they might have been, you know. However, you know, what I mean, it's, it's supposed to be, you know, seventy-five ish years ago now, probably. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Completely, if that's possible. Who knows? I, I thought you were actually going to say that you don't have experience throwing a ball in in in, you know, constantly all day in a concrete room. Yeah, for, no, for not weeks. constantly all day. You know, yeah. When I was a kid, sometimes bored. You know, a good hour or two, but. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me it was you know as a, as a kid I would throw I would you know if I had to play catch by myself I would I would throw you know a tennis ball as opposed to a baseball because a baseball yeah. won't bounce back as as well you know if you're you're throwing against the brick of the building or sure. whatever it is that that's what I remember you know baseball if you're playing with someone else then then you can have a catch whatever but it didn't I didn't I can't recall ever trying to throw a baseball against mm-hmm. a wall expecting it to bounce back to me. You know, you, you sometimes would throw it up to try to catch it uh, if you're playing by yourself. You know, you pretend that you're you're running yeah. for the fly ball or whatever it is. Right. So then the the gate opens up. We get the. It's great how they give us now the inside view of the cooler. I mean, yeah. we've seen this before, but here we first of all we get to see that there are five different cells here because we can see from the handles as you look down. You know, there's there's grates on the floor. I guess to so that. You know, when they wash the floors, they can just have the, you know, a place to put all the water, maybe. And there, there's there's one window directly in front of us. And then you can also see on the left-hand side that there are windows that are basically shining into each of, of the the rooms in order to, to give the, the prisoners some light along the way. And then uh, he basically walks in on his own. You know, yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't get pushed in. I mean, so many other prison movies or what have you, you know, criminals will get thrown in, pushed in, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, here he, he's, yeah. you know, this, as, as I mentioned, you know, earlier this week, maybe this is where he knows he's bunking tonight. So, you know, he's, <laughs> this, this, this is his favorite spot. This is the most comfortable place for Hills to sleep. Um, and then the other thing, uh, the guard does uh, have to unlock the door. I mean, that's, is that, you know, would, would you think that's a standard uh, prison uh, uh, policy that keep keepers with with no one in them locked like that, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that fact because, you know, you're not worried that someone's going to yeah, try and break right. in. <laughs> the only person who's going to try and break in is if he forgot his, his, his ball. You know, that that's all it comes down to. And I love the look that the, the guard gives him. The guard basically gives him a somewhat sympathetic look, basically saying, why are you doing this to yourself? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> stop doing this. And then he closes the door of the cell. But he, he gives a long look. He, he lingers watching Hiltz enter this, uh, you know, enter, enter this cell. And Hiltz isn't, isn't phased. You know, his, he still has a happy look on his yeah. face, a hopeful look. You know, he's like, all right. You know, now now I'm going to have to think of how, how I'm going to try and get out next. You know, he's already, in his mind, he's already thinking about his, his next mm-hmm. escape attempt, which, which is great to see. I mean, throughout this movie, as I mentioned, he is the beacon of hope, which is the last person you would think of to be the beacon of hope. And and he, he constantly is able to... To, to keep the, the spirits of the other prisoners high, but also keep the spirits of the audience high mm-hmm. by seeing by seeing the way that he's looking at things and acknowledging things. And then the guard looks at him from inside the doorway. Then he goes out and, and closes the door and locks it and then looks through the window at him again. And this guard, I guess, has gotten used to the fact that Hiltz is there. Very friendly. And he continues with his pitching skills. Now, then the, the scene switches, and we, we actually get the payoff for, for what we yeah. were discussing uh, earlier this week. I think it was on Tuesday, if I remember correctly. With you know, We see Charles Bronson, Danny, once again continuing to dig, and we get to see how the dirt starts falling a little bit more than it did uh, previously. I, I like the touch that we still see the, the tin on the side that we discussed earlier this week. You know, the, the, the supplies that they potentially use in order to create lamps. I could be wrong, but it actually looks shorter than it did the last time, which would indicate that they actually have used it. Oh, and yeah, okay. Yep. At first glance. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, and, and, and so this is a little giveaway. I, 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 was, I wasn't, I didn't quite mention it. I was almost ready to back on Tuesday. But, you know, from when it cut, when it had that hard cut, there was um, like some extra wood that was wood uh, uh, two by fours or whatever you want to call it. You know, probably something a little different than two by fours, but um, that was placed, between, you know, in that little bit of time frame that, 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 that I think the the cut was supposed to represent. Um, but so now they're back because it, it was just you know, hey, we're just going to do this shot with with Danny here, you know, and, and virtually the same spot. But yeah, let's go ahead and make it appear that some time has passed with say the say the, the the piece of pipe being shorter mm-hmm. but it's it's i'm awfully sure it's, it's the same spot as the idea you know it's just it's, well it would yeah, make sense you know, they're not gonna you know, you know. They, they don't expect anyone to analyze this to death like we do <laughs> um but uh yeah, yeah. nobody ever yeah. expects it 
Um, so. I, I wonder if I wonder if filmmakers are, are are aware that these things are happening and and are starting to to realize that that they need to pay a little more attention to what they're doing because their movies mm-hmm. might be scrutinized at yeah. some point. Wow. And have you, have you ever heard any feedback of that? From, from filmmakers? No, I mean, yeah, I, I, no. I know there's been a couple, at least a couple uh, lucky few uh, Movies by Minutes uh, uh, shows that have had discussions with, with the, the, the directors themselves, let alone yeah. anyone. Yeah, oh. I'm aware of a few also. Rich, Richard Donner comes to mind. and, and um, uh, Richard Donner's yeah, been on the show? For, for the, the, for the five-minute at a time, Superman. Yeah. Ooh, they wow. To talk with him. Yeah. Ooh, very cool. No, I, I just have a, uh, you know, a, a, a few months ago I had the, the, that interview with David McCullough from this movie that anyone can go back and listen to also. That was a bonus episode that I put out in uh, August, my interview with him. Uh, he, he wasn't willing to do a, uh, a full week of this or oh, even sure. an episode yeah. because, you know, he said he said he's he, he doesn't know how to work a Zoom or mm-hmm. Skype. <laughs> he, thankfully, he was uh, willing to, to discuss, you know, his, his experiences of filming the movie, so... Yeah, that's great. So if anyone hasn't listened to that yet, you can go back and try and find that episode, that bonus episode along the way. Danny then begins to hear a little more creaking and decides that it's about time to get out of there. Even in such a cramped space with someone who we find out later is claustrophobic, yeah. he's able to get out pretty quickly and pretty agilely the the way that he's able to do it. And, and I like the, the added touch how they have different pieces of wood falling along the way, meaning this isn't an isolated area that has uh, decided to cave in you know it's that that whole area that he's yeah. in right now yeah that, that's a good that's got to be a good like 12 feet not, stretch. not pleasant yeah he does, does his best to try to get out by by crawling out as quickly as possible he isn't as successful as uh, he would have liked to have been you know he, then he gets buried in dirt and then I, I again it goes back to what we were saying earlier this week that at this point we get a pitch yeah. dark uh screen so that we get the, the feel for for what Danny's going through. And this is even before we were even aware of the fact that he's claustrophobic. So that that's even, you know, if you if you compound onto that, the knowing having the knowledge that he's claustrophobic, you know, as as, as distraught as we might feel watching this happen, knowing that information makes it even worse. That, uh, you know, not only is he in a small place, but he's being covered, he's being buried alive in dirt. Then we, we get a quick shot of uh, Willie look, uh, from the next way station, and he then calls out to, to Danny, trying to you know make sure he's okay. He goes, Danny? And then the minute ends. We'll have to, to wait until tomorrow to find out. And one thing for Danny, Charles Bronson, um, I mean, the, the shots here um, – at this point, I don't remember. Like, I don't know if he was sleeveless before, but this is sleeveless now. I mean, those and those those are some pretty good, uh, uh, you know, 1960s muscles. Uh, you know, I think, and 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 you know, if you even take it back even further to <laughs> to the 40s, um, you know, he's he's got yeah. That's you know, his future of, of being a you know, a bigger action star <laughs> is a uh, shining its yes. light there. You know. I mean, I, I actually love him in this movie. I think this is this is one of his best movies, uh, one of his performances because of the fact that we get to see how emotional and accurate he can be later on when we're dealing with the claustrophobia and stuff like that. So I I I, I think he he shows in this movie a, a lot more range 
that most people are used to seeing with Charles Bronson because you think of Charles Bronson as Deathwish, you know, just the guy who wants to go avenge his family. So you have anything else for, for this minute, Eric? No, I think that's it. All right, so why don't you once again tell people how they get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, so I'll mention uh, the Feels Like Weezer podcast just a little bit more this time, I think. Uh, and they're both on uh, Pantheon Podcast Network. Um, uh, so that's a song-by-song show, uh, uh, somewhat in the vein of uh, the some kind of the originators, much like Star Wars Minute is, is considered, uh, uh, by Pete and Alex and a couple of, couple of the other great guys uh, that did al- alphabetical. And, we, and uh, we chose not to go alphabetically because Weezer is still putting out songs like crazy, especially especially earlier earlier this year. Or maybe last year, whenever you listen to this one. No, it's still, um, this uh, still this year. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the two albums in in the spring essentially, wow. <laughs> late winter, spring. <laughs> um, but that's what the p- pandemic does to you. Um, but yeah, so we're having so much fun uh, going through that. Uh, probably essentially like uh, 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 working on um, the red album at this time as this comes out. <laughs> are the songs that we're going through right now, chronologically. So if you oh, can listen wow. to that, very cool. All right, cool. Yeah. And you can get in touch with us uh, sending us an email to thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. Our Facebook group is The Cooler, and our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. So, Eric, you want to come back tomorrow to finish off the week? Definitely, yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. So, And hopefully all of our listeners will be back tomorrow, too. And until then, tally-ho. Tally-ho. Tally-ho.